Today's podcast is sponsored by Youth Ministry Booster, an online youth ministry resource network that for $25 a month provides all the graphics, games, visuals, resources, and community support that you need to enhance your large group gatherings. Boost your youth ministry at www.youthministrybooster.com. Get everything you need to make your next teaching series great. Visit www.youthministrybooster.com and get boosted today. reflection in youth ministry. Whether you are 19 and are just getting started or have been serving in ministry for 19 years, we hope this weekly dose of honesty and humor helps. Welcome to After Nine, the most honest conversation in youth ministry. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of After Nine. This is episode 84. Uh, We are in the thick of summer and I'm actually recording this at camp, this intro is brought to you by Summer Camp. Uh, it's hot, it's fun, it's exciting, and the highs and lows of playing intense volleyball and then walking into a breakout discussion about some of the struggles of being a teenager in 2017 are just the joys of student ministry and summer camp. And nobody knows that better than our guest on the podcast today, youth ministry veteran Jason Taylor, serving over 27 years in a couple different states in a lot of different ways. Uh, Jason knows a thing or two about youth ministry, worship ministry, and what it means to serve in a part-time and full-time role. Enjoy this interview with our good friend Jason. Hey everybody, welcome back to another summer interview here on After 9 in our blogger series, Summer 2017. I'm excited today because we have not only a youth minister, but a worship and music minister who has been in the game almost as long as I've been alive, and I won't let him dwindle that too long. But we're really excited to have today with us in the interview our good friend of Youth Ministry Booster, the Chad and I have known for a long time. Give it up, everybody, for our good friend, Jason Taylor. Jason, how you doing today, man? Hey, man, what is up? So glad to be here. Thanks for the invite, man. Yeah, man. Well, listen, like when we started doing the booster thing out of the after nine thing, I think you were one of the first ones to hit us up and say, man, I love what you guys are doing, anything you need. And we said, Jason, we need your wisdom because you've been doing this thing, student ministry for 27 years. We counted. We did the thing. 27-ish, yeah. I'm counting part-time and full-time together. It's about 27, yeah. Man, I count part-time, full-time. Listen, there is no part-time ministry. There is not. You're in. (laughs) You're in till you're out. Yeah, so, I do. I do love what you guys are doing. Man. I so appreciate what you guys do oh, with man, it. Thanks. We, well, for many of our listeners who probably have been alive less than you've been doing ministry for, I'm excited to have your wisdom as we ask some of these uh, after nine questions today. So if you are 26 or under out there in the youth ministry world, just know that some people have been doing this thing, been dreaming this thing, been living this thing longer than you've been alive, which is an encouragement to you to think, how could I? Stay in youth ministry for the long run. So, Jason, uh, take us back. I mean, time machine jokes aside, 27 years ago or or sooner, why in the world 27 years ago, man? Like that's like that's like pre 90s. Like what what are, what are you doing and why why youth ministry? Like what is 80s Jason Taylor thinking about uh, youth ministry? 1980s Jason Taylor. That's a scary mental image for <laughs> for many people. Long hair, goatee. What's going on, dude? I had the mullet. I had, I had, yes. I had business up front, party in the back. <laughs> uh, I had almost a flat top with a little bit of a part in it, and 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 the, the hair, 
yes. draped, draped the shoulders. It wasn't really long, but it hit the shoulders, man. It was pretty. Mm. I knew, I knew that God had a call in my life. Um, I did not know it was student ministry. Okay. Um, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take you back to way, way back uh, middle school, Jason. Okay. Uh, and middle school was a pretty dark time in my life. I was picked on a lot, bullied a lot, um, beat up almost every day of school that I can remember of my mm-hmm. sixth and seventh grade year, and uh, really developed a poor self-image, um, contemplated suicide. Um, that's part of my testimony that I won't, I won't delve too far into there, but a uh, really dark time in my life, but God surrounded me with some great friends. I had a great student ministry at church, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, through that, um, through those things, God used them to pull me out of a very dark time in my life and uh, um, really hit high school running, um, ended up being in, in student council and really really developing a positive self-image. And then when I was 17, uh, my mom and dad sat my sister and I down and said that uh, they were going to be getting a divorce and everything in my mm-hmm. life just kind of shattered. Uh, the foundation that I had in my life uh, was my family. And uh, it was out of that time when I was 17, um, God really showed me, hey, I've got a purpose for your life, and I want to call you into full-time service for me. It was a False Creek Thursday night, uh, mm-hmm. False Creek sitting there, and uh, really felt like God was calling me uh, to serve him in some way, shape, or form. Again, I didn't know it was youth ministry. I'd been mm-hmm. singing a lot in church, and okay. I always could sing and grew up. My dad was a music minister and youth minister as well. And uh, so I figured it was going to be something with, with music and uh my first full-time position, um, a guy named Bruce Mason, my mentor in ministry, uh, who's passed away and gone on to his rewards now. I miss him dearly. But uh, he uh, he called me up and he said, hey, give me a call. I want to talk to you about being our youth minister. And I, I had really not thought about being a youth minister. Okay. And, uh, so he, <laughs> he kind of threw me in. He saw it in you. He, did. he was like, he saw it in me. I don't know if it was the crazy eye or what it was, but... Uh, he he threw me in there and said, "Hey, we want you to come be our youth minister." And and God worked it out and just led me there uh, to Berry Hill Baptist Church in in Tulsa, okay. uh, Oklahoma. That's where I started I that out. Spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And uh, you know, looking back on those times, I, I shared that little bit before. I shared this just with a lady uh, last night, one of our senior adult ladies at church, and uh, just. Looking back on those times in my life during the middle school, I hated that time in my life. I for sure hated hearing my parents were going to get a divorce. I hated living mm-hmm. through that. I would not wish those things on myself again. But looking back on it in the 20-plus years of ministry that I've done, the majority of the students that I'm able to minister to, either one, are dealing with self-image problems that are just horrible, mm-hmm. or two, they're coming out of a single parent or a divorced home. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm able to use those uh, life experiences that I had through really – poor times in my life where I would not want to do those again, but man, I can see that God had a plan for those things. So he's using the good, bad, and the ugly mm-hmm. of my life to, to make me a better minister. Um, mm-hmm. I look back and I think, you know, how God used David, you know, out in the field killing yeah. animals. He yeah. was preparing him for his coming out party of killing Goliath. You know, Moses, mm-hmm. when he ran away from Egypt and, uh, you know, thought his life was over after he'd killed that Egyptian and spent all that time in the wilderness, uh, mm-hmm. Really hadn't thought shepherding was going to be it. He thought he was going to be a prince. But, uh, you know, when God called him to lead his people out of Egypt, they spent 40 years in the wilderness. I can't I can't help but believe that God was preparing him even in that time when he thought, man, what is my life doing here out in the wilderness? Yeah, yeah. Being a shepherd, God was preparing him uh, for ministry. And uh, that's true of my own life. I feel like God led me through some of those dark times of life and walked through and definitely walked with me 
to prepare me uh, for ministry. So, well, man, and I think that's such a true story of like, I mean, the call to do for sure. But I think inside of that calling, there is this like redeeming into meaning, right? Like that's one of those that like something. Um, that is part of your story, especially in the life of a minister, whether it is the good, the bad, or the ugly, it is usually redeemed into some kind of meaningful uh, aspect or passion or part of your ministry. And I think that's God's work, man. That's, that's yeah. really powerful to hear. Cause I know that for a lot of youth pastors listening, um, you know, some, some of their story is I didn't, I didn't have good church. And so yeah. I want to be good church for young people that are looking and for searching. Uh, and that, that manifests in a lot of different ways, whether it's home life stuff or school stuff, uh, questions of of worth, identity, am I loved, bullying. Man, those are – yeah, those are all real topics that, that transcend um, beyond just fads or trends. And I, I can't believe – I can't can't help believe that with 27 years, that's got to be be assets in ministry for sure. Yes. But in yeah. but inside that almost thirty years, Jason, yes. can, can you give us can you give us a little a little uh, a little insight favorite moment like what I mean and you probably got like library books that you probably could like turn around and pull from a tome but it, in the scrolls in the scrolls in the annals of history uh, twenty seven years favorite moment there are so many I just I, I told you before <laughs> this was probably the toughest oh man how do you pick one okay yeah, how do you pick okay one? um I will tell you. Uh, I could pick a bunch of different stories that I'd love to tell, but probably my favorite, if I had to narrow one thing down, favorite youth ministry moments, there'd be a bunch of them, but it's, it's seeing uh, students of mine who I've had the privilege of uh, being their youth minister. And, and you got to realize I've been in doing it this long. I've got students who have kids who have kids even. I mean, I've, yeah, yeah, I've got okay. students, I've got students whose kids are graduating from college and they're saying, Oh, look at my grandbaby. I'm like, what? And I'm, what? you know, I'm, yeah, I'm here, I'm here. I, my, my life was not my life plan, you know, uh, that I had and God, God had one that was just more awesome than I could ever think of. And I love my life. I'm getting ready to have a new baby here. Okay. Uh, here you go. June 30th, uh, yeah, or here in about four weeks, getting ready to have a new baby. And so I'll be 45 and have a brand new baby. And I got, I got former students who are having new grandbabies. So uh, I, I think I think my favorite youth ministry moment, uh, there's a bunch of them, but seeing former students of mine follow God's call for their life, uh, yeah. whether it be ministry, whether it be just being a good daddy or a good mama, or uh, being a light in a dark world wherever God places them. Uh, that's my favorite thing to see. And I think that it's almost like a parent, you know, a parent wishes, you know, you want to yeah. see your child, you want to see your kids follow after after God, you know, one thing I want for my son, my daughters is I want to see them follow God's plan for their life. And, and that's what I want for my students. And that's one of my favorite things is watching my students grow up and follow God's plan for their life. Uh, I've seen many of them come through. Uh, and the, the sad fact is you are going to see a bunch come through that, that don't, don't follow through with what Mm. God's calling to do. And that's, it's hard to not take that personal. It's hard to not take that, you know, to wish, you know, and we all wish for better for them. But, uh, uh, yeah, my, probably my favorite youth ministry moments are seeing my students follow God's plan for their life. But Jason, that doesn't, so so what you just said is good, but it doesn't surprise me. You know why? Because the youth ministers that have been doing it for longer than just a few years begin to start counting their ministry in the generations of the students that come through, right? Like you you can't know this. Youth minister listening, this is why we always say do it for a little bit longer, give it a little longer, give it one more shot because you don't know until you get the turnover of the students you had and your students you're about to get because when you get those students that have gone either – 
more than a year in your ministry, like the students that have been with you for three, four, five, six years, and then they come back and tell you about who they're going to marry or the baby they're going to have or where they are in life now because it's seed planting. We talk about it all the time. Like the work of youth ministry is slow work for all the energy and the buzz and the whatnot. It's deceptively slow work that comes to pay off later on. And so for you, my friend, that have been at 27 years, of course, of course, it's the, 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 not just the generation, but the generation generations of students that you've ministered to because that's that's it man that's like i am i am just learning that now in year 12 right like it's one of those like year four and five i'm like yeah man we had this one moment at camp that was super awesome and it was but in year 12 now i have like former students that are like ministering in other areas or cities or states and you just feel like what God has doing has like you see like it's like almost like the roots get big enough and deep enough that you can begin to see them kind of fan out mm-hmm. and you're like man God was up to something so amazing that was beyond just the weekend or the event or the moment and so absolutely I've had, and I've had so many uh, I've had so many students uh, I say so many I've got one in particular who's in the ministry now uh, and he he just blew me away one time when he just told me he said you know one of my favorite times of youth ministry was when you uh, and he said this short phrase that I had said to them. It was just, it was something that I said to my students all the time that this wasn't a game. This is real life. This is, yeah. um, you know, uh, and, and it wasn't anything. It was almost like a goofy type. It's for real. It was the truth. Yeah. Um, but kind of but, almost like a throwaway but, thing. It wasn't the things, you know, you, you drop these lessons and you think, man, this is yeah. going to be life changing. It's going to rock yeah, yeah, their yeah. world. But the things that students remember is you living life with them, yeah. hanging out with them, being there for them. The one-off uh, conversations that, that, that you didn't yeah, plan. Yeah, yeah. One-on-one yeah. conversations that you have. I mean, and, that, and that's to the, for, for students to come back and say that, you know, uh, for, for youth ministers that are listening out there that think you have to have just a dynamite, uh, sermon every Wednesday that's going to just rock their world, man. I, right, right, right. I want to encourage you. It's tough to do that week in and week out, and I feel you've been doing that for a long, long time. But man, make sure you're focusing on those relationships mm. uh, as much, if not more, than we are the lessons and the sermons. So that's good, man. That's good. Yeah. Well, that I mean, that's that's the that's the long game. Uh, yeah. But sometimes to get to the long game, we got to play the short game. And sometimes in the short game, Jason, there are moments that make us question the long game. <laughs> I'll tell you. After nine, we talk about the nights that we almost quit because you're still in it. 27 yes. years, still in it. Yes. Didn't quit. But surely yes. there was a time in 27 years or two that you thought, you know, maybe, maybe my my thinking about my call was a little <laughs> more spot on than what God had put on me. Because really, oh, really, this this is where we're at now. So uh, yes. help help our listeners know that in 27 years, that sometimes there are some nights that you will almost quit. There are, uh, and I'll, I'll give you the short version of this long story, and you may think this is the long version, but it's not. It's a short okay. version. <laughs> the The time that I can think back and think, man, what am I doing in youth ministry? Um, I got on a bus Saturday morning, going back to Falls Creek. I got on a bus Saturday morning at Falls Creek, and I looked at my wife, and she and I just said, I cannot wait to get back home. What are we doing doing this. Mm-hmm. And this this is several years into student ministry. Uh, it was a week, it was the first week with a, um, it was first. It was the first summer of camp with this student ministry. Okay. We didn't know, didn't know these kids very well. We came in March, we went to Falls Creek in, in June. June. And the first day, um, trying to think back through the highlights of the week, the first day we had uh, three of our 
students go to the nurses station because of just I'll just put it like poor choices they had made. They were okay. just idiots. Um, <laughs> foolish injuries. Got yes, it. <laughs> yes, foolish injuries. The second day, I had uh, OHP bring one of my one of our students. Uh, I'm going to say he was a guest. He was a guest. Okay. But he was going around camp trying to find weed. He wanted to buy okay. weed. He and wanted to buy he, drugs, and I was like, "Make it all the way to the highway," and he got picked up. Or no, I don't know. There was it was okay. yeah. It was, it was, <laughs> they brought him by the cabin, and I was like, "Man, all right." Uh, and then midweek, you know, the the stomach bug hit me. I'm just going to sleep it at that. I'm not going to gross okay. you out with details. Okay. But, man, I was but hit. Personal I was health under down. attack, yeah. And here's here's a story that I'll never forget with camp. Uh, and my wife still laughs about this to this day. It was Wednesday of camp, and everybody knew I was sick. But I went I went upstairs to the dorm, and I laid down. And, and there came a moment that I had to visit the restroom. And... These this this cabin we stayed in was not one of the newer cabins. It was old, okay. and and the stall that was built. I don't know if the guy that built it. I don't know if he was not a carpenter. He probably wasn't. But okay. the stall was not built big enough, especially for a big guy like me. The door of the stall, I mean, it was just like right in your face when you're sitting okay. down. Okay, and so my knees were touching it. Confined. I'm sleepy. Yeah. I'm sleepy. I have. I had sleep. I still have sleep apnea. This was before I had my machine, so I was falling asleep all the time. But man, I sat down on that toilet and my head hit the door, and I was there for four hours. Zach, I fell asleep four hours. <laughs> just boxed in. You were just and nobody came yeah. looking for me. <laughs> nobody came looking for me. Nobody said, "Hey, where's Jason?" I'm only the youth minister, so. <laughs> After four hours, I got up and it was, I was like a newborn colt. I could not walk. I was just, my legs were asleep, <laughs> a little, little shaky in their oh, knees, my little gosh. uncomfortable. Just I mean, and I know people know what I'm talking about because the iPhone has changed the way we go to the bathroom. You sit there too long and your yeah, yeah. your legs fall asleep. That's right. But anyway, after I, after that, I had four of my girls decide that they were gonna. I don't know what what they decided, but they woke us up at midnight and said, "Hey, we." This is not funny at all, but we we overdosed on Tylenol PM, Whoa. but they didn't. They did not. It did they not do it. They about lied it. about it. They lied about it. They lied about being it being sick. We ran into the hospital. We were there all night. So that it was it was all those things combined in that one week of camp. And I got on that bus Saturday morning, and I looked at my wife and I said, I don't know what I'm doing. And, with student ministry, I don't know why God let us here, but you know what? That was that was that that group that we took. Majority of them were around seventh, eighth grade age, ninth graders. Okay, but that was probably one of the best classes that we had in student ministry wow. when, okay. when it came time for them to graduate. When it all they came were awesome, again. awesome kids. I woke up the next morning. I still was in ministry, uh, <laughs> but that was a day that I almost quit. I mean, I was ready. Yeah, ready man. to just throw it in. After that week, I was just like. Damn. Times have changed too much. I can't mm. can't do it. But that was man, gosh, nine plus years ago. I'm still doing it. So that uh, you know, camp camp week is meant to be like even even if you've been doing it for one, two, twenty years, camp is still uh, kind of either either the great reminder why we do the thing that we yeah. do, or it is the gut check of uh, do I really want to be doing the it thing is, that I'm is. doing? And, and so, usually it's all combined into one week. It's like yes, yeah. it's so awesome. Oh my gosh, what am I doing? 
the kids go through a roller coaster of emotion, and youth pastor does too. Maybe just some different emotions at different times. No, that's it. That's it. That's good. Truth. Well, with summertime camp stuff coming up, or people being in the middle of it, Jason, I think uh, some wise words of how not only our students can be (laughs) rowdy, rambunctious, but when our personal health begins to wane. Begin to question how sane it really is. Yeah. And then also the loneliness of being left. Right. Like just being left. Of course. Yeah. Thanks a lot, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Don't don't mind me. I'm just helping plan the week. And here I'm enclosed in a too small stall. (laughs) I'm just glad nobody opened the door. (laughs) Well, maybe that was was like a warning that was sent out. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, Jason, you've been listening for a while and and, and, uh, a big fan of After Nine. And like I said, we are thankful for your listenership and your help on Booster stuff. Uh, but this is our question, man. We want to know for your Wednesday nights, not only are you helping out with worship on Sundays, but you've got middle school and high school programming on Wednesday nights. Yes. When you are done and after feeding kids, hanging out with kids, leading kids, teaching kids, get that last one home and the door's locked up, what are you doing? What are you asking? What are you thinking? Where's your head at? Most of the time on my drives home, and probably my wife would attest to my questions and talks with her when I get home, is. And this is just where I'm at in ministry. I do, I, I do question: Am I too old for this? Am I still, am I still relevant? Uh, am I still uh, able to be what my kids need to be? Because that last thing I want to be is a hindrance to number one, you know, what God's called me to, uh, my family, uh, and then uh, hindrance to my church, hindrance to my students. I, I want the best for them, even if it's not me. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I question a lot. I mean, has this passed me by? Because okay. uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. Most guys out there listening, if you think you're going to be in youth ministry when you're 45 uh, years old. Yeah, man. But uh, I, I, being a music and worship pastor, you know, I really thought, you know, well, one of these days when I'm 30, when I'm 35. Drop I'll, the youth I'll, thing and just I'll get on the, the youth yeah, and transition yeah. into worship and education or whatever they put out, put youth guys out to pastor for, uh, <laughs> you know, whatever we do after youth ministry. Uh, but, you know, I, I do. I question that a bunch. I say, man, am I, am I too old? Am I am I relevant? And God God reassures me, but man, I still question myself on that. I um, I second guess, you know, what I said. Second guess how I said things. Was this story that I told uh, even relevant to today's culture? Um, but you know, God continues to bless us in ministry, and, and mm-hmm. we see we see students come to the Lord. We see students surrender the ministry. We see uh, you know we still have a. Students that love us, love our kids, love our family, um, and so I, I, I'm, I'm I'm encouraged by that. But that's probably my question: Am I am I not only am I too old for it, but when am I going to be too old for it? Is there okay. gonna, man? I, okay. I hate the I hate the thought of letting go of student ministry. Okay. I really do. Man, yeah, I hate. I, mean, it. I have such a I have such a passion for students. If you're still gripped just, on it, then maybe yeah. you know, still good to go. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Until it clamps down and it takes you. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. No, but exactly. I, Jason, that's that is uh that is refreshing to hear because I think for a lot of folks that have answered that question for us, uh, it immediately is kind of this outward projection of like how can I do more for the ministry or for my leaders or for the students, yeah. and it becomes this like uh you know kind of like sw- everything swirling around. How can I either like participate more or create more space for my leaders? Yeah. But the fact that you would go introspective. Not with how you did in preparing for or in relation to, but that position of life, you know, am I still viable, relatable, sustainable for yeah. this? Like that's, man, that's, uh, you know, that's, that's some 
That's some deep searching deep, and truth yeah. seeking, man. That's deep dude. Thank you for crazy. the honesty. Yeah, <laughs> like it's hey, because it, it is. Like that's one of the things we talk about a lot is that you know youth aren't in youth ministry forever. So how long should youth ministers be in youth ministry? And uh, right. you know, at least twenty seven years, right? Yeah, at least you got to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's the mark. Well, Jason, uh, I love asking folks that have been doing this for a while this question because yeah. you just have so much. Um, uh, uh, perspective. Yeah, there, yeah. there is more. There is more line on the horizon for you. Uh, you could go back in time to uh, 1989 and yeah. talk to young Jason, first year ministry, part time, starting to feel the waters, test this thing out. What is something you know now, 27 years later, that you would tell young Jason about youth ministry? Yeah, I would say guard your heart, um, maintain a solid relationship with Jesus. Don't let ministry become your relationship with Jesus. Um, Maintain that one-on-one relationship. And then I would say, man, focus on what matters. Focus on what matters in eternity. Um, I got to a point in life, and I still share, when I have a chance to pour into um, younger ministers. Uh, I'm, I'm at a point in ministry where I'm the guy that people come to with questions from time to time, and I'm able to say, hey, uh, here's here's what I think. Uh, not okay. not that it's the gospel truth, but man, I, I look back on my ministry and, and 27 years. I could, I know God did some work in my early ministry, but man, I'm afraid when I look back and when I get to the end of this, I'm not sure that my first 15, 20 years of ministry isn't going to burn away wood, hay, and stubble when it comes. I, f- mm. I feel like it was fluff. I feel like it was a lot of look at Jason. Mm. I feel like it was a lot of let's see. Uh, how many kids we can get in the door and those sure. bars that we set and how much fun can we have. And, and don't get me wrong, God did some work and I know kids were saved and I know kids were called into ministry because I see them living that out in their life now. God worked in spite of me, if I can put it that way. Yeah, yeah, okay. But uh, but focus on what matters um, and what matters is Jesus. Uh, it doesn't matter mm-hmm. who you are. It doesn't matter how many people know your name. It doesn't matter how many uh, people call you to come do different events or, mm-hmm. you know, working up your name. You're, you're, we're called to make Jesus famous. We're called to make, hold that spotlight on him mm-hmm. and not ourselves. And I think, I think first year Jason needed to hear a big dose okay. of that. Okay. Um, so. Would he listen? You think he'd listen first year Jason? Would he yeah, hear I him hope, now? I hope he would. Okay. I hope he would. Okay. Uh, Jason, I'm going to ask you just to share a little more uh, on that topic because I think I, I've heard this phrase before. I just want to hear a little more kind of what, what you would say about it. So the relationship stuff, uh, I love what you said about making the relationship with Jesus priority, not the relationship to the ministry. But that language of guard yeah. your heart, like for, for first year Jason, if you were going to look at him and tell him to guard his heart, uh, what are some of the things that young youth minister Jason would need to guard his heart against or put up protections um, for? Uh, when it comes to guard your heart, man, I would I would say you know keeping that pro again keeping that relationship with Jesus a priority. Yeah, uh, I know I know. Oftentimes in ministry, I would count me getting ready for a lesson, and I'm I'm opening my Bible, I'm reading the Bible, I'm studying scriptures. I would count that as you know my daily quiet time, or you know yeah, I spent time in the Word today, and yeah, you did, but you didn't spend it, you know on the relationship with Jason and, and right, Jesus. Right, right. It was, okay. it was Jason. And what are you going to say to your students? That's right. That's right. And, uh, when you can start speaking from a heart of here's what God's dealing with me in, 
uh, here's what God's working in my life in and, and let that overflow into your lessons and then overflow into what you mm-hmm. share with your students. When you can get to a point where you can be real, I use that phrase a lot, just be genuine yeah, yeah. Um, with them and not be, you know, I, I, for for a lot, a lot of years I tried to guilt kids into acting like what, you know, conforming to what we think Christian students should conform to. Mm. And, and, you know, just reached a point where uh, I shared with folks, you know, we just, we can't guilt students into living for Jesus. Mm, that's uh, true. You, it's you, true. You have to teach, you have to teach them to fall absolutely in love with Jesus and let him change their behavior. Yeah. Um, I can stand up and talk till my face is blue and, and, and try to, throw these one-liners and these zingers out to students and think, oh, burn, I got you. I got you yes. and it's, it's, sad. it's sad that we as ministers think that way, but we do. If yeah. we're really honest, we think, man, I'm gonna, when, you're, when you're preparing the lesson, you're like, dude, they're going to feel so bad when I get right, through right. saying this. And then, you know, we think that's what we're supposed to do, and we're mm. not. Man, we're, just supposed to, we're supposed to teach students to fall in love with Jesus by our example yeah. and the way we live our lives and, and, uh, and let Jesus take care of those behavior, behavior mm. modifications. So. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Well, Jason, uh, you're a man who's doing youth ministry yes. both at the middle school and high school level and then also doing a little music stuff on Sunday. So yes. I'm interested to get a little insight from you, maybe some, some wisdom, some help, some hacks or tips or tricks uh what is something because our people love this what's something that's practical tip application process download that is making your time in youth ministry better more effective more efficient because you got a lot on your plate so how do you how do you stay on top of the week how do you stay on top of the year uh give us give us a hack a tip a trick you know i would say i would say i'm gonna give you two um what i'm gonna be two for two for ladies and gentlemen one there you go um one i'm gonna be just it sounds simple but really really hear what i'm gonna say um Learn to let go of things. Okay. Um, when I was early in youth ministry, and I say early, uh, it's probably been the last five years that I really grasped this concept of what it really means to let go of things. That uh, I was a one-man show for a lot of times in youth ministry. Uh, at the churches I was at, I didn't really have a lot of help. It was hard recruiting volunteers. And, and when you get that mentality, you uh, especially when after you get quality volunteers, you forget to let them take some of that stuff off your plate and you think, man, nobody can do this as good as I can do it. That's, that's kind of the mentality we have. Nobody can do it the way I want it done. But man, there is such freedom when you can let go of things. And I've Mm. gotten to a point on Wednesday night, I have so much, I used to dread Wednesday nights almost uh, because everything that I have to show up and do. um, And and I was the one that came in and turned the lights on. I came came in and turned the sound system on. I was the one that put the PowerPoint words in. I was the one, PowerPoint, I'm dating myself. PowerPoint words in. Uh, I got the music ready. I got, I did, I led worship. I, uh, I, I led the game. I did this. I, I, I led the lesson. I gave the invitation. I counseled with students afterwards. And then I went home and man, I crashed hard. It was just, yeah, yeah. but man, I've got, I've got a team now who I can actually, I, I come in on Wednesdays and I've got somebody that comes in and opens up for me. I've got somebody who turns everything off. I got guys that okay, put in the words for okay. me. It's a ministry for them, empowering people to do ministry around you. Um, and I realized I got to a point where I realized I'm robbing people of the opportunity to serve when I'm hogging all that. Mm-hmm. And when I'm on my, and it frees me up to actually do ministry, the relationship part that I was talking about, I could never sit and talk with students like I do on Wednesday nights. Now, if I was running around trying to take care of all those detail things that I've now turned over to people, um, that relationship with students is so important. You've got to be able to let go of some of the detail work on Wednesday night, let other people take that for you. People mm-hmm. that excel in that stuff, or that want to do it, yeah, 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 want to do it. They want to do it. They they're sitting in the wings waiting to do it. Yeah, and, 
And again, we have a lot of ministers have that mentality. Nobody can do it either as good as I can or how yeah. I want it done. And that's tough for me to let go of. But, um, and then I would say I'm an old dog trying to learn new tricks. Okay. Uh, there's a lot, there's a lot of apps out there. Uh, find you one that works for you, but man, one of those communication apps, planning center or, or, uh, or DYM text or, you know, so, yeah, something yeah. that helps you stay in touch, not only with your team, but with your students, okay. with your parents. Um, uh, and I, I have just, again, I unlock, I, I've just begun to unlock, uh, what it really means to have a parents ministry. A lot, okay. a lot of guys out there are, are thinking about, you know, uh, yeah, we have good communication with parents, but parents ministry goes much further than just, communication with the newsletter parents. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> just getting informing parents is not parent ministry you mm-hmm. know really giving them some stuff to chew on yeah um and, and so i would say you know find, find a way to not only just communicate with them but find uh find something that, a platform that helps you communicate with everybody uh effectively and easily but also leaves you a platform to be able to communicate with parents on a on a level where hey here, here's an article you might find interesting or hey here's something that can, might can help you with uh, how you how you help your students, or hey, here's some insights that I have for uh, for you here. So oh, man, that's a good word. No, that's good, yeah. and, I, and I think you're so right in saying that we got to make space for the people to lead. And then what we'll find is that we'll have more space and time to love and lead our students, and then eventually make that roundabout lap into helping actually parents. Which again, young youth minister. You'll get there. That's the long game. We'll figure it out, and we're here to help you. Uh, Jason, before we go, if folks wanted to connect with you, send you an email, tell you thanks on social media, what are the best ways to stay up with you, get connected with you, or send you a big old well, thank you for sharing today? Uh, you can definitely find me uh, on Facebook, Twitter. Uh, Jason Taylor, you're probably going to find the football player first. Okay. We'll make sure the link in the show notes is the correct one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. JT Center 24 on Twitter. Okay. Uh, you can send me an email, jason at fbcjoplin.org. If you want to send me an email, I'd love to hear from you. Um, any questions, man? I love, I, love, I love the opportunity just to minister to ministers, man. If, yeah, any, man. if anybody out there has questions or, or just needs an ear to, to listen to, man, I'd love to, love to encourage you. Superman. So. Well, Jason, thanks again for sharing today. And for all of our afternoon listeners, thanks for listening. And we'll talk to you real soon. All right, there you go. Episode 84 with Jason Taylor. Here's a review of After 9 from our friend Youthman JJ. He says, I've been listening to this podcast from the beginning. Zach and Chad are both great guys that truly care about other student pastors. I usually listen right after Wednesday night service or first thing Thursday morning during my personal development time. Oftentimes what they have shared has been exactly what I needed to hear. So thankful for these guys. Hey, Youthman JJ, we're so thankful for you. Send us a tweet. We'll get you a t-shirt or a sticker. We're really thankful for your review and your encouragement. If you like what you heard today, subscribe, rate, and review, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to After 9. To continue the conversation, find us on Twitter or Facebook at After 9 Ministry, or visit www.afternineministry.com to subscribe and learn more. I'm going to show you.